Hey, welcome to Life in the Leadership Lane. I'm your host, Bruce Waller, where I get to talk to leaders that are making a difference in the workplace and in our community. What do they do to get started? And what are they doing to stay there? And today, we are in for a treat. Two reasons. Number one, this is episode 150. Can you believe it? Number 150. And I have an incredible guest on the show today to mark this moment. I'm getting to talk to Todd Watson. Todd is the chief executive officer at the Armstrong Company. I've known Todd for almost 20 years, and I he I've just always admired uh, you as a leader. And I just want to say thank you for coming on the show. How you doing, man? Man, I'm great. Well, thanks. Honored to be here with you today. And you know, it's it's crazy when you say 20 years. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but 20 years sure goes fast, doesn't it? Well, it does. I got to tell you, we recently got to visit in St. Louis at the Unigroup Learning Conference, where Armstrong was recognized for a number of awards. I was just going to ask you, just being at the learning conference with your team, like as a CEO, like what did that mean to you? You know, it's well, every year it just it, it makes me so grateful to be part of such a great team, because when you look back, look at the success you've had over those two decades that we've been talking about, and you look at you know, the growth of Armstrong over the last 20 years. It's truly been an incredible blessing for our family, for our partners, for so many people. And um, it's just exciting. You know, it's exciting to see us, us literally winning awards in just about every category. It feels good to work for a company that is in growth mode, that is having success. And hey, I want to I want to just for those who uh, are listening, uh, of course, I've shared a little bit about Armstrong over the last 150 episodes, but I would love for you to share a little bit about the Armstrong company and, and how you serve your customers. Yeah, you know, it's funny, Bruce. That's a great question, because if you look at the business uh, that was when you first started at Armstrong and even me, too, we were predominantly uh, an interstate household goods moving company. And uh, we were very good interstate household goods moving company. You still are, but we've evolved into so much more today. So when you talk about serving our customers, uh, it's not just that national account that we're serving anymore. Uh, the household goods component of our business is only about half of our actual business now. You know, we're doing so much more in commercial moving and logistics and, and other warehousing type projects, serving a very unique customer base, so much different than, you know, what you and I experienced when we first came in the business. And um, the needs of those customers are all very unique. They're all very, very different. So it's it's exciting to watch and see our different offices perform services for so many in, in a diverse way. You know, if you travel around and you see the different and you go to some of our different offices, none of them really look alike. They do in terms of people and culture, but the customers we serve are very different. And, you know, it's become a much different company than the day I walked into this place for sure. Yeah. And I, I love that. Uh, you know, we've experienced transformation through acquisition, through uh, a rebrand. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk leadership. Hey, but before we get into all that, I've, I've known you for a long time, but I bet there's some things I don't know about Todd Watson. I would love for you to share the Todd Watson story. Like, where did you grow up and, and how did you get started in this business that's led you to uh, your role today? It's a good question. And, you know, really, it, it, it all started with my father. I mean, it's uh, I have uh, an incredible dad who's been an incredible mentor for me. And no matter what he was doing is what I wanted to do. And so ever since a little kid, I knew I wanted to come into this business uh, and I knew I wanted to to play a big role and um, having him as just that example, that kind of set the path for me at a very, very early age. So it was no surprise when, 
you know, I graduated from school. We kind of have a joke. I, I wanted to take a trip after I graduated. And dad said, uh, you know, you graduated on a Saturday. He said, I'll tell you what, I'll give you Sunday to get to Memphis and I'll see you Monday at 730. And I was like, all right, that kind of, that, that's the way he's <laughs> always been with me. The expectations have been very high. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm grateful for that because it's, you know, kind of, it, it set that path. So, you know, really the day after I graduated, I was here and haven't looked back. And, uh, you know, you fast forward, that was 1996. Mm. Um, so, you know, we're, we're coming up on almost 30 years, which is crazy that's been the path. I mean, it's been, you know, from day one, it's just been, you know, full court Armstrong, um, you know, come in, learn the business. And as you know, you know, I started out in the operational side of the business, then migrated to the sales side of the business. Wasn't even, didn't even know I could sell, uh, honestly, you know, didn't know ability or capability. And uh, when they asked me to go into that role, it was when the economy had turned South mm. um, and said, we need to put more resources on selling. And I'll tell you another funny story to that. It was September 1st, 2001. Mm. And if you recall what happened on September 11 was 9-11. And that was my first month in sales. So not the best time to go out and be starting to a, a selling career for mm the company but you know it's um we persevered through that time those were some crazy days back then but you know it's been it's been a fun ride and then of course you know back to on the career path uh sold until 2013 and then they asked me to to run and lead the company which had really you know family businesses are unique um in that you know there's we have roles and 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 functions but in a family business kind of we all we all chip in and so i was doing a lot of things you know leading before i was formally put in the position but you know it's it's been it's been great it's been a great run i uh was watching a video before i got on and uh you had said in a i don't know if it's a video or an article but it said your greatest advantage is having uh tom tom yeah. watson Yep. As a father, I thought that was yep. a pretty uh, impactful statement. Well, it's, and I've told this to a number of people, had I not come into this business, I felt like I, I was very advantaged and I felt like I would have been very successful regardless of what I would have chosen to do because of my father. I mean, he's just been such an incredible example and, you know, just the foundation that he laid early, you know, work ethic, how you treat people, how you deal with adversity. You know, he's just, he's been just a rock, not just for me, but you think about the people throughout our organization and our many leaders that he's had that kind of influence on, almost like a father figure to many. I'm so grateful to have him as my dad, you know, just lucky. Hey, I want to ask you, uh, just before we, 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 we get further, did you play sports in high school or so, what did you do in high school? Started out, played basketball. Okay. Uh, I figured you were little, probably a basketball player. You got a little height. football, a little football, and then quit. I quit everything for golf believe it or not. So I made a decision early in high school to quit everything for golf. And really um, that was kind of my passion uh, back then still is. I just don't get to play as much as I used to. And, um, and I'm very grateful for that decision because it's, you know, the doors that have been opened to me because of golf. I mean, I couldn't have dreamed that big, you know, just, just very lucky, very blessed to, to have those relationships that have come along with picking that sport. 
Interesting you say that. Uh, when I was, uh, I played on the uh, junior high golf team. And when I got to high school, my baseball coach said, you're going to have to pick one or the other. And I chose baseball. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, what was I thinking? Oh my goodness. Yeah. At the time, I'm sure that was the right decision. The good news is you still have those same skills. And now <laughs> you know, at your age, you can go play golf. So yeah. yeah. You didn't and make we, a bad decision. Yeah. No, we went to the, we went to the state championship game. We lost that game, but it, it was uh, like the, 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 the relationships uh yep. incredible but and today i i get to i get to enjoy golf hey um I, I, you talked a little bit about your your father uh, i would i would love to hear were there any other let's just say like mentors of people that have really helped you get to where you are today well and that's a that's a good question there's a number of people that i've been very blessed and fortunate to come in contact with and, and honestly through golf i mean in my early 20s uh because i had excelled at golf I was asked uh, to play on golf teams and take trips with CEOs and chairmen of, you know, big public companies. And in your early twenties, you know, that's not, that's not normal, right. To have that kind of access. So I've been fortunate to be around a number of very good, very dynamic leaders. Certainly, you know, you look, you know, obviously I, I mentioned my dad, my granddad was an incredible mm. example. He was an amazing man. And a lot of wisdom and a lot of life lessons certainly learned from him. And you look at, you know, his partner, my great uncle, our other founder, Clyde, you know, I had some early years exposure to Clyde before he got sick. Incredible man, incredible mentor, great leader, uh, learned a lot from from him too. So, you know, just the blessings of generations of, of being impacted by very sharp, very dynamic, very good people, good men. And um, that makes a difference. I mean, it just, it makes a huge difference. So grateful for all those relationships, you know? Yeah. I, and I got to meet Jim Duke. Uh, I got Duke. to meet him yeah. at my very first sales meeting in Memphis. And I'll never forget that moment because I was walking across the street to the university of Memphis and you, I don't know if you remember this time, but you drove up, you were driving an SUV, a black SUV, rolled down the window. I was walking with Mike Gonzalez. You said, Hey guys, you want to ride? And I'm like, he doesn't even know who I am, you know, and we jumped yeah. in the car and you just like, I just admired that. You're like, that's awesome. That's a was, great memory. Yeah, was, I do. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. The influence you have, and you're talking about, you know, influence and how your, your dad was influential on you, but you also said in the article, he's been influential across the enterprise. Yeah. And I remember um, Dave Nelson shared a quote with me one time. He said, you know, you just need to ask yourself three times a day, what's important to you and then build your life around that answer. And I've just never forgot that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, you know, a lot of wisdom. Yeah. Um, you know, he's great. You know, speaking to my granddad, this, I'm actually sitting in his office, which oh, is, you kind of, are. Oh, so wow. this was this was his office when he was in this place. So clearly, we've been in this building a number of years. That's fantastic. Um, so you know, that's kind of special for me to come in here and you know great. He, where he was. So yeah, it's pretty cool. How cool is that? Hey, I want to ask you this question. Uh, in today, you're the CEO, and uh, you've been in this role for a while. I I'm just curious. Was there a moment when you you found your lane as a CEO? Was there or, or were there moments? I mean, you've been like grow, you've been building, growing uh, yourself to become the CEO for many, many years. But was there a moment when you said, you know what, I, this is what I was meant to do. I love being the chief executive officer. You know, I don't think that there's ever a moment where you, you think that or feel that or certainly not me, you know, I mean, I'm humbled by the position, you know, mm -hmm. it's an incredible opportunity. Mm -hmm. you know, for years, I, I was wondering, you know, especially as a young person, can I do it? You know, mm. I wanted to, I wanted to be like my dad. I wanted to actually outperform and do more than my father. 
but but I think we all have self-doubt, you know, just like mm -hmm. I mentioned a few minutes ago in sales, I didn't know I could sell, mm -hmm. you know, that you get out and you start having some wins and some experience and you say, I can do this. And really, it's the same thing with this role. You know, I, I knew ultimately and I felt, you know, a calling from candidly spiritually above me that this is this is my purpose. Right. And there's huge uh, responsibility. I hate to use the word obligation, mm -hmm. but duty to family to our shareholders, uh, to our partners, to this business, because of, of, of what the opportunity and what the business means to our family and to so many families. But I don't think there's ever been a moment where I said, this is, you know, this is, this is it. I'm, I'm destined for this. I don't think that at all. I mean, I, I try not to take a day for granted. Mm. I know that life changes, things happen, things change, but you know, I want to come and give 150% every day. Uh, I want to try to make today better than yesterday. I want to make tomorrow better than today. Uh, I believe in growing, you know, constantly learning, constantly getting better. If you're, if you're not getting better, if you're not growing, you're dying. There is mm -hmm. no staying still. There is nothing that's static in life. You're either getting better or you're, or you're going the other way. I think that's in anything, a business, a relationship, you know, a, a nonprofit, a church or whatever, you know, you're either, you're either growing or you're going the other direction. So, and I'm pretty passionate about this place, Armstrong and us, us constantly growing every year. Man, I got to tell you, I, I have chills. <laughs> you, I'm just like, man, that's very inspiring. If you're listening right now, you need to get out your pen. You need to get out your journal, take some notes here. There's some good, <laughs> good stuff here. Hey, I want to talk leadership with you. Uh, you. You know, of course, Armstrong, we are now up to, I think there's 31, 32 operating companies uh, across the enterprise. You've got several leaders in the organization. When people talk about leadership, though, there's like there's all different types of uh, uh, definitions of leadership. So if someone said, hey, Todd, what is leadership to you? How would you respond to that? Yeah, that's a great, a great question. I mean, leadership is is influence, really. So, I mean, you don't have to be the CEO or the head of a company to be a leader. It's providing influence. It's providing uh, example, uh, you know, kind of doing what you say, saying what you do, uh, doing the right thing, living with integrity. And, you know, you do the, you do those things, then certainly, you know, kind of it's a lot of it's just common sense wisdom. You know, people will follow those that are that are doing the right things and that are providing that influence, that leadership uh, to others, whether it's a small group or whether it's it's a business. But, yeah, you know, our, our model is very unique, as you know, we have equity partners, presidents that run different men and women that run these operating companies. And so, you know, one of my. I guess key roles and 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 functions is is picking and choosing leaders, mm. picking picking capable people, the high integrity people to run different businesses for us. So you know that's one of kind of the key function of my role is to be ensure we have you know that kind of talent and acumen in the leadership seats. It's yeah. uh, it's important to be able to identify that, and I'm I'm so fortunate I've got an incredible team around mm. me. You know, Will Abbey's doing an amazing job as. Uh, president CEO running the company. We've got a number of other great people and resources around the leadership table that's uh, really helping uh, make those decisions about picking and choosing leaders. Not easy, but it's just, it's a great team effort, you know, what we do. And so I, I really, I genuinely enjoy where we are now, where we're going and in, in this whole leadership thing, because uh, to your point, that's everything. Leadership is everything. Well, and what I've been impressed about is uh, a lot of your leaders have been with you for many many years uh and, and uh so that it's very impressive and i want to i want to talk about you know we were, we were talking about change earlier you know the armstrong armstrong relocation of companies is now the armstrong companies yep 
And you have like, you're talking about over the years, all the change that we've gone through. But today uh, you have, uh, we have just acquired another operating company in Boston. And mm -hmm. now we're going through this rebranding as the Armstrong company. I, I'm just, I would love for you to share the story behind rebranding for those listening. And it's actually, it's something I've wanted to do for a number of years, but the timing wasn't necessarily right. But if you think back, I don't know when you joined the organization, if we were called Armstrong Relocation, but if you go back years ago, we were Armstrong Transfer and Storage. Mm. And, and, and the word transfer, that was in vogue like in the 60s or the 70s, but we were way past that time, right? So we were late to change. Then we became Armstrong Relocation, in the early 90s, we actually went into the relocation services business actually in the late 80s, but we changed the name in the 90s, probably a little late changing the name then. And then, as you know, we divested our relocation business in 2010. So we're 13 years later, but we're still calling ourselves relocation. Now, moving in storage is clearly an important component of the relocation process, but we technically weren't a relocation company. So really, we live with that name probably a little longer than we should have. Now, we went through a very, uh, it was a very long process on this whole rebranding, renaming. We put some of the best and smartest minds around the table, uh, a very diverse group around the company uh, so that, you know, as we were, as we were making the decision and we wanted something that was broad, we wanted to keep the Armstrong name, but, you know, we're way beyond moving in storage now. Uh, I'll tell you, we actually, at first we wanted the Armstrong group because we felt that that was that was a broad, hmm. a broad group of a broad you know company name that doesn't force us down a single path. We could be any, we could do anything. We could buy a number of different types of businesses under the Armstrong Group, but we couldn't get that name because of uh, different you know trademark and and other legal reasons. So we had a list of about a dozen names that this very great group out of Atlanta came up with. And we ended with the Armstrong company, which, you know, you think, you know, you pay all this money for some great ideas and we come back to the Armstrong company. So, but we're, we're so happy with the name because, you know, it's, it's, it's a strong name. It, it, it keeps Armstrong in the name, which wasn't an option anyway. We were absolutely going to keep Armstrong in the name, but it's just the Armstrong company. It's not, you know, relocation. It's not logistics. It's not this, it's not that which I like because it gives us the ability to be very broad and continue to take, you know, we've been opportunistic. If you look at, you know, kind of our history and the entrepreneurial spirit of the company, you know, if we wanted to buy some totally different business that made sense that we could put the equity partner model in play, we can do that under the Armstrong company. Now, I don't see us going out and getting crazy buying a bunch of different types of businesses, but I mean, it's certainly possible that we may, there may be a day when we decide to invest in some adjacent space or something that's not, quote, relocation or moving related uh, that could fit under the Armstrong company. So broad name, very intentional and purposeful that way, but still honoring, uh, you know, kind of the past, where we've come from, and, and most importantly, where we're going. And it's very energizing. You know, I was uh, talking with a couple of your key players, Hillary and Hannah. Uh, mm -hmm. at, at the learning conference. And I was just telling him like, you know, with the logo and the different colors, it just, it feels good. Like it's almost like a, a charge, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so proud of those two ladies. They did an amazing job. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hillary specifically uh, just taking command of the process and um, some of the partners have wanted to 
kind of massage a few things and she's been adamant notes this way mm -hmm. you know she's been kind of the police on uh on you know kind of managing the brand but yeah it's it's great it's fresh it's new the logo is very cool you know i'm excited about it it's great yeah it's very exciting uh just to uh to be part of that and and to watch it unfold it's not an easy process uh, it, it, you know, you've, you, it, it, it is taking a long time to get here. Right. Yeah. I, I, I remember Simon Sinek one time, it takes a long time to be an overnight success. Right. I just, yeah. it's the same way right. with anything. Just happen. Right. It, so a lot of work going into that. Hey, I would like to just kind of pivot over here. You, you, we've, we've purchased an, an, another company. We continue to grow. Yep. It feels good to be in growth mode. I, I would just would love for you to share, like, how important is that? to you, Todd, to just continue to grow as an organization? Well, you know, it's what I shared with you earlier. To me, you're either growing or you're dying. And, and dying's not an option the way I see it. Yeah. We've got to grow. And so you look at how, how can you grow this business? And there are numerous ways you can grow, but obviously you can have organic growth where, you know, from an in, internal sales force, we're out, you know, boots on the ground, growing new customers, and we can do that. And we've we've done some of that. You know, if you look at the moving and storage space, there's been massive consolidation and contraction. And so it's hard to grow when you're in a market that's doing that. So you almost have to go out and buy market share. You have to go buy businesses. And, um, you know, my dad's model, my father's model, when he was running the company, he would buy more distressed businesses and then turn, put our model in play with the equity partner to go turn those around. And at the time, that was a brilliant strategy and it worked. Today, that strategy is, is a long, drawn out, painful process. I would rather go buy successful companies with good people, good culture, that can be accretive to earnings and that can add value across our entire enterprise as we buy businesses. So we're very selective on who, who we want to bring into the kind of the portfolio of companies. But I think it's important to have an, an acquisition strategy to continue to grow, but just because of the market dynamics. And as we go into this slower economy, possibly recession, you know, you look at, at, at revenues contracting. So I think that's going to create more opportunities for us to buy businesses. Uh, I'm talking to a handful right now, two or three that are very interesting opportunities potentially for us. Hopefully they'll get fruition and you'll hear about those in you know, the, the months ahead. But you know, organic growth, it's hard. It's, we've got to continue to do that, but, but acquisitive growth, when you, you know, you, you get to the size of business that we are today and, you know, it's a lot larger, you know, I was looking at some of our numbers. I mean, basically we've gone up in 10 years, the last 10 years where our top lines are up 300% and our bottom lines are almost up 300%. So you look at that over a decade, you know, to keep those numbers like that, you almost have to go be acquisitive. It's hard to, it's hard to organically compound that. Mm. Yeah. How exciting. You know, I know it's exciting for me as well as a member of the team when I can go out and, and share with customers, Hey, we can service you in these particular different areas. It just feels good to be able to, to serve our customers. Like, Hey, I was just curious. You're very driven. I've always thought, man, Todd, he is very driven. Like, where does that come from? You know, I think, you know, here's, that's a good question. I mean, I think honest, the honest answer is I think that's just the way God made me. I don't think, mm -hmm. I don't, you know, it's the way I'm wired. I don't, I don't mean that to be a negative thing um, or, a, you know, or come across the wrong way because probably my personality at times is aggressive. I certainly don't mean to come across that way, but I am about growing. I am about creating value. I am about you know, doing those things, doing it the right way with a great group of people around me. 
but you know i think when you start talking about you know, what creates that drive i mean i think it's it's innate mm -hmm. i think it was just a gift that god gave me so hey i, I want to ask you this question and, and i gave you a few questions before we started the interview and and uh, but I was thinking about this. I, I hear this a lot of time when I go to meetings that it, it's the it's the topic that catches everybody's attention. It says the the topic is around what keeps you up at night. I want to ask you that question. Is there anything in particular that keeps you up at night as a CEO? If you if you think about our business, I mean the things that that would you know if if I if I was kept up at night and yeah, I'll tell you a little secret. I go so hard during the day. God gave me two gears, full throttle and stop. And there's nothing in between. So I get up early, I exercise and I go into, when I go to bed mm -hmm. and when mm -hmm. I'm I just, I can, I can go to sleep in 20 seconds. My wife's like, <laughs> how do you do this? So I'm not, I often, I'm not up at night thinking, but it, but if I were, it would be around risk. It would be around thinking about the nature of our business that we're putting, you know, heavy equipment out on our interstates and, the risk that comes with that, mm. bad accidents and that kind of thing. And we've been very blessed, you know, over many years, not to have too many of those, but we have had some, mm. there've been some tragedies and those are very sad moments when, when, when accidents happen, thank God we haven't had many, uh, knock on wood quickly here, but you know, those are the things that, you know, when, when they happen, those are the things that really weigh on your, your head and your heart, keep you up would probably not be the case, but probably consume me, consume yeah. my mind. Yeah. And I wanted to ask that question because there's a big uh, HR and mobility community here. And for them to hear like what, you know, what CEOs think about whenever they hear that, you know, what keeps them up at night. I, I would like to also uh, ask you a question around legacy. You ever thought about legacy? Do you think about legacy? No, not really. I mean, I think about playing the long game here. Mm. I've got two daughters uh, that you know, both will be down in Dallas next year at SMU, which makes me nice. happy. Uh, so I think about what do I have to do, like my father did with me to prepare them for the future. So when I think about legacy more, I'm thinking more about generationally, what do I have to do to continue to ensure the blessings that I've been part of mm. and that the generations ahead have been and to be sure that those things continue for for my girls and, and, and other generations and other family members as well. That's, that's what I think about, but you know, it's, you've heard me say it and, you know, I say it when we're buying businesses and everything, we're not looking to go do anything real quick or, you know, trying to go make a buck real fast. We're, we're in this for the long haul. We're in this for the long term and we take the long view on everything. You know, we want to do it the right way. We want to treat people the right way. Um, you know, and just be respectful in, in everything we do. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's more about, you know, when I think about legacy, that's, I just want to continue on the great things that this company has been to date and continue to try to make them better going forward. I love that. Uh, I love that a lot. And I think about when you were just sharing that, I was thinking about like our DNA values and just some of the things that uh, you and others have helped put in place that makes us feel good about this. I want to ask you one uh, question for a pivot here. And uh, again, there's a, there's a big HR community listens and I, I was what what is something and, and and not just for the listeners, maybe even maybe for team members as well uh, with Armstrong, but what's something that uh, leaders can do to, I don't know, and maybe something you expect, but what are something leaders can do to add value in the organization? And, and when I say leaders, like anyone, what, yeah, give a, yeah. a couple of, couple of things that are on your mind that people can do to add more value. 
You know, that's a great question. And I, there's not any one thing that sticks out except, uh, you know, to me, the word initiative comes to mind. Mm. And I love people taking initiative, stepping up and going above and beyond the call of duty, going above and beyond a job or function, and maybe even coming forward with with other better ideas or best practices or, hey, have we thought about this? Or, hey, I saw this, you know, over here and we didn't, we weren't going to do this, but I went ahead and did this because it was what was right. And it made a customer situation better, or it put the business in a better position. So, you know, anybody that's taking initiative, I mean, I admire that. And, you know, mm. I think any CEO or any leader would be grateful and appreciative of that, you know, because that, that tells you, you've got the right people on the team. You've got the right people around you making things happen. And, you know, that's anybody, right? Anybody at any level of the organization, just take initiative to step up. That means a lot. It really does. That's fantastic. I love that. It reminds me of, I share often when I'm doing a presentation, uh, Tom Hanks, he was getting a lifetime achievement award. And anytime someone like Tom Hanks gets a lifetime achievement award, my ears are open. I'm like, I want to hear the wisdom coming out of this guy's mouth. And he said, you know, there's something we need to do every day. And he said, we need to bring ideas to the movie set. And mm -hmm. I heard workplace and mm -hmm. I thought, how much wisdom that was just every day, just bring an idea, right? Because you never know where that idea can go to help serve others, right? Totally. Is totally that great? Certainly. I love that. Oh my gosh. Hey, well, let me ask you uh, this question. Have you ever been given any advice? It was just so good. Uh, you just find yourself sharing that often with others. You know, uh, the reality is I've been given so much advice <laughs> and, and lots of good nuggets of wisdom, you know, back to what you're saying about our DNA here, you know, mm. you know, I kind of, I think through really, I've got three rules in my house for my girls and I'll tell you mm. what those are. And that's Ooh. kind of, that's kind of a compilation of a lot of these things that we do in business and, and everything. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, the, the first is do the right thing. Right. And so we've heard that from my father. You've heard that as part of our organization, do the right thing. If the, if something happens and it's not right, make it right. No matter the cost, make it right. So that's, that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing I ask them is give me your best, you know, mm. give me 110% every day. If you're busting it and, and you, and you, and you don't make a good grade or whatever, but you gave me your best and you're all, Hey, great. I'm not upset with that. You know, as long as you know, you did your very best. You know, I mean, that's what matters. And that's the way I think about showing up here every day, right? Same, same kind of deal. Then the third and, and maybe the most important or certainly at least equal is, is live by the golden rule. Treat mm -hmm. other people the way you want to be treated. And that's a timeless, um, you know, principle that, you know, you hear and it, I don't necessarily say it's cliche, but, you know, we try to we try to live by that. And there was, you know, it's, I think Lou Holtz is who I heard this from. Uh, it was, and I love Lou Holtz wisdom because mm -hmm. he's got a lot of common sense wisdom, but he said, you know, years from now, people aren't going to remember what you told them. You mm -hmm. know, they're not going to remember what you said, but they will always remember the way you made them feel. Mm -hmm. So I've tried to instill that in my girls, um, you know, cause that's what matters. It's relationships, it's people, it's, it's how you make people feel, how you treat people. And, you know, you just think about something as simple as just trying to live by the golden rule. I mean, it's kind of basic, but it's it's a good one. So those are the three rules that I kind of have in my house. We we try to live that here at Armstrong, too. But those are three little nuggets that I, I try to ingrain, you know, at home. And certainly there's I've received so much great advice. I mean, I could probably. <laughs> we can spend the whole episode. But the question is, how much of it do I actually take and use? And you, know, clearly <laughs> you, want, to, you want to try to use it all. But um, but yeah, I love that. Do the right thing uh give your best and live by the golden rule that's fantastic i i do want to ask you this 
just a little follow-up question on this is uh, you talked about, it's not about what people say, but how they make them feel. Yep. You have a lot of leaders on your team. How mm -hmm. do you teach that, Todd? How do you, how do you teach that? Or is that something that you, you don't teach you hire for it? Talk, yeah, talk a little bit about I that. Think more, I think more of the second. I mean, I think you, you know, when you look at, at leaders that we're putting in positions, they already have a certain, you know, innate gifts and skills. I think we all have, in, uh, you know, innate God given skills and, you know, it's about leveraging those. I don't know that that's something you can teach. Certainly you can talk about it. You can yeah. create awareness. Yeah. You can talk about the importance of it. Uh, but, you know, we're all wired differently. And as much as I'd like to say, hey, you can teach it, I think it's more of an awareness thing. And, and you know, certainly you can learn it. But I think, you know, you said it well, we try to hire to that. We try to hire yeah. the, the right personality and skills and acumen to, to go lead. Uh, well, that's what I've enjoyed about being part of this company for many years is everybody I'm around. I just, I, I it, they make me feel valued. Yeah. They make me feel heard. They make me feel important. They make me feel part of the team. And I think that's, a key component a lot of people don't think about is it that that's the piece right there getting yeah. everybody to feel like they're part of something bigger than a job right that's right that's right and and i think you said that well and i think that's what our that's what i hope everybody yeah. on the armstrong that's fantastic team i love that oh man this has been so good i gotta tell you uh hey i told you time is going to fly we're going to shift real quick to what i like to call it's time to accelerate I'm just okay. going to ask you a few fun questions. First question I want to ask you is, would you rather read a book or listen to an audible or a podcast? Uh, no question. Audible or podcast. I, I receive so much re information on a daily basis that the last thing I want to do is go read. And, uh, and you know, <laughs> unfortunately, people are big readers. I love that for you. I'm consuming so much stuff during the mm -hmm. day that, you know, I'd rather just listen to something. And and usually, you know, you know, this, I, you know, I've seen you in the gym early, you know, I yep. get up early every day and work out in that first, you know, hour I do cardio. And that's often when I'll, I'll listen to different things, you know, and that's so definitely audible. That's fantastic. I love that. Hey, uh, you, you talked about, you know, and I've always talked about great leaders are grateful leaders. And you've talked a little bit about gratitude. Talk a little bit about what you're grateful for. Man, there's a lot of things I'm grateful for. Obviously, my family, uh, my health, my faith, uh, clearly Armstrong, you know, being part of such a great organization, and great team, uh, grateful for having so many great people around me, great leaders, great partners, uh, great, great executive leadership team. You know, I could go on. There's a lot of things. But, you know, what I mentioned first are the things that matter most, right? Your yeah. family, your yeah. health, your faith. Those are the things that, you know, I put certainly at the top of the list. That's awesome. I'm grateful for you being here today. And uh, hey, let me ask this. What like, you're a very energetic guy, but like what energizes you outside of your, your? I mean, you work a lot, but just like put work to the side. What really energizes you? You know, uh, obviously exercising every day gives me a lot of energy, but I'll tell you, yeah. being around people, being around the right type of people, you know, I'm attracted to outliers. I'm attracted mm. to people that are, that excel at crazy levels. And that's kind of the friend group that I've established over years. And, you know, I, I learn a lot from, from that group, from that type of person, they energize me, they inspire me, you know, so it, back to kind of what I was saying about growing, it's those people that allow me to learn and grow from them. That, that's, that's what gives me great energy. I love that. That is fantastic. Okay. This is my last question. Probably. I, I love asking this question to all of my guests, Todd, 10 years older, he's knocking at your front door and you're going to go into that door. What's he going to tell you? 
Well, I hope he tells me that he's glad I smelled the roses, glad that I slowed down to enjoy things that matter. Back to what I said a minute mm-hmm. ago, you know, I, is, is I've struggled with balance probably all my life. The last, I'd say, four or five years, I think I've gotten better. Mm-hmm. Maybe COVID had something to do with that. I don't know. But I think, you know, watching my girls grow up, uh, spending more time with Stacy, my wife, you know, as we get older, just realizing time flies and, you know, you want to, you want to make it count. And so hopefully the older me says, I'm glad you took time to do those other things. That's so, fantastic. I love now that. I got to live up to that. right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, let me, let me ask you before we go here, there's probably some people listening right now going, man, I'm out of balance. I got to figure this out. What's maybe, what's a tip? I mean, I think there's several things that I try to do that make me feel balanced. And I certainly could do do a lot better, but, you know, exercise every day. I yeah. mean, seven days a week I'm exercising. Mm-hmm. That kind of helps alleviate some stress, kind of sets the tone for my day for great energy and that kind of thing. Try to spend meaningful time with family when you mm-hmm. can. I mean, that's, that's something, obviously you've got to put in the time. Certainly there's a faith component, you know, quiet time every day in, in, in church uh, on Sundays. That also makes me feel complete. Uh, balanced. Um, and then, you know, we love, uh, we love trying to do things to create family memories. You know, mm-hmm. we travel some, we do some other things there. And I know it's different for everybody. Uh, and some, some people have different abilities to do different things, but you know, it doesn't have to be a, a trip or travel. I mean, it's spending time with those that matter. You know, those are the things I try to think about for many years. You know, I just got so focused here where it's just head down work, same thing mm-hmm. over and over again. You know, you come in early, stay late, and, you know, <laughs> you're working, you know, there's a price that we all pay, you know, for success or for whatever it is that we're doing. But, you know, balance is hard. I've struggled with that. But those are the things that I try to do. Not yeah. saying that that's a good answer. I'm not even telling you that's a good answer, Bruce. Um, but those are things that kind of help me through a day and through a week uh, stay kind of level and and try to stay balanced. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And I, I got to tell you, I probably started really getting into a really a system or a routine probably about 15 years ago. And that's really what changed my life. And people talk about exercising. It really, for me, it really clears my head. Right. And uh, so I was at the gym recently. We'll, we'll end on this, but I was at the gym recently and uh, a lady asked me, she said, why are you here? You're in shape. And I said, man, it's easier to stay in shape than it is to get in shape, isn't it? Like once you start, you got to keep yeah. going, don't you? That's right. That's right. <laughs> hopefully it's done some guilt for you. feel bad if you're not, right? So I love it. I, I love it. Uh, you're, so de- good. you're definitely driving in the leadership lane. I appreciate you. I appreciate your leadership, everything you do for the Armstrong Company. Thank you for coming on and, and, and sharing your story. I cannot wait to share this conversation. So thank you, Todd. I appreciate you, man. Well, thank you. I'm very grateful for you. Grateful for the time. Honored to be here with you today. And thanks for all the great things you're doing for our team too, because you are uh, you inspire so many people, Bruce, and, and you've been such a great leader for so many years. And so uh, certainly, again, honored, honored to do this and be here with you today. Thanks. Awesome. Hey, I'll talk to you later, man. Sounds good.